Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom Show. For our Giving Tuesday campaign for the month of November, CDF has partnered with Brave Books to provide an alternative to the epidemic of obscene and inappropriate books that are rampant in our nation's school libraries. So what is Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday is a global movement occurring annually on the first Tuesday following Thanksgiving. It serves as a counterbalance to the consumerism of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, redirecting the focus to acts of kindness and charitable giving. It's an opportunity to support the causes that matter to you. We hope you will support CDF in our mission to give back to children in school districts we worked so hard to protect and to continue our work to equip and empower American citizens to stand for and preserve freedom for themselves and future generations. For the month of November, if you donate $10 or more, we will donate a brave book to a school district in one of our counties where we have been battling library books with obscene content. Coming up today, we have an exciting announcement out of Plano, Texas. We will hear from our Duval County Executive Director about their recent monthly meeting, and we have an update on our recent election story out of Osceola County. Do you remember this video? You are sexualizing our children and you need to stop. I have three kids in Plano ISD. This is not okay. Teresa, look at me. You look at me. Plano ISD says they will remove dozens of sexually explicit books from school libraries following weeks of pressure from Citizens Defending Freedom and Concerned Parents. In an email to parents, the Plano ISD's Director of Learning Resources said, We are committed to our community values, the well-being of our students, and do not condone having any sexually explicit content in our libraries or schools. The email included a link to the school's library material review page, which indicates 64 of the six 67 explicit books in question have been identified for removal. Citizens Defending Freedom has been working with members of the community to raise awareness of this issue for months. A list of sexually explicit books was submitted to the school district in May, but little was done to address this issue. CDF Collin County Education Division lead Shannon Ayers started a social media campaign with memes created by a concerned citizen showing the sexual content of the books available to students. At a board meeting in October, many Collin County residents read excerpts from the books in question to the Plano ISD superintendent and the board members. The video of this meeting went viral on social media. The issue of sexually explicit books in school libraries has been of great concern around the country lately. Citizens Defending Freedom and many other grassroots organizations are actively raising awareness to remove sexually explicit books from school libraries. It is our hope at CDF that other districts in the country will learn from what has occurred in Plano and will follow their lead. For a link to Plano ISD's list of books to be removed, head over to our website under press. Recently, Duval County Citizens Defending Freedom hosted their monthly meeting where Florida State Representative Kyan Michael was their guest speaker. Kyan, a lifelong Jacksonville resident and defender of conservative values, shared her very moving personal story with the community and accepted the 2023 Torchbearer Award from Numbers USA. Here with us today to talk more about this meeting is our Duval Executive Director, Kathleen Murray. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. You are welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell us about your meeting. All right. So at our October monthly meeting, CDF Duval was delighted to host Representative Kyan Michael. She's a local state legislature who made headlines by sponsoring illegal immigration legislation last year, which, according to Numbers USA, a national organization that's been around for a long time and has been following this type of legislation, 
Um, they said it was actually the strongest illegal immigration bill in the country. And if that weren't enough, the New York Times of all places, they actually said the same thing. So it's not just some conservative right-wing organization touting Cayenne's um, accomplishment. So she had specifically asked that the, the award be presented at our monthly meeting. And it was a huge honor for us, especially when we had um, the leadership from CDF National come up from little old Mulberry to join us in Duval. It was a great night. How did Cayenne get involved in politics? That's a really sad story. And you know what? I, I got goosebumps when you asked that. And I had just told you earlier, every time I hear her story, it makes me cry. I, I can get teared up thinking about it. Cayenne um, is a native from Duval County. She married a sailor and he retired here and they had three children and she grew up. She said in the black community, you were a Democrat, always wanted, you know, that there was never any question of it until the day that her son was killed in a car accident by a twice deported illegal alien. And, you know, as, as mothers, that is absolutely the worst thing that could happen to you. So that is when Cayenne had to relook at the immigration issue and realized that the Democratic Party's stance on this was not in alignment with her values and that she had lost a son as a result of this. And um, so she switched parties and I'm not sure how she became involved, but I believe she might have actually shared a stage with uh, Trump when he was campaigning as well. And she will say when she speaks before groups that she said that that's the only reason why she is now in politics. Otherwise, she'd be happy at home just being the wife of a retired Navy sailor. Thank you, Kat. Last week, we highlighted the story out of Osceola County that involved possible felony charges for a Republican candidate who lied on their oath of office. Ken Davenport, who is running against establishment Republican Erica Booth and grassroots Republican Scotty Moore, was the subject of a lawsuit that challenged his candidacy. It alleged that Davenport did not comply with Florida law that ensures candidates are registered members of their political party for a minimum of 365 days prior to qualifying. Davenport changed his party from MPA to Republican only eight months prior to qualifying. Davenport successfully delayed forward momentum on this case not once, twice, but three times by going MIA each time process servers attempted to serve him at his home. Since Davenport was able to avoid going to court, his name remained on the ballot, and on November 7th, Davenport siphoned away enough votes from grassroots candidate Scotty Moore to give his opponent, establishment Republican Erica Booth, the win. Grassroots voters in Osceola were saddened by this outcome and have many questions surrounding this election, the least of which is why Davenport's campaign treasurer, political consultant, and operator of over 60 political action committees, William Stafford Jones, funded Erica Booth's campaign. That's it for today. We'll keep you updated. But first, before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Psalm 16, 7 through 11. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. 
As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today by donating $10 or more to our Be Brave book campaign and give back to a school in need of wholesome content. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our Be Brave book campaign and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing. God bless.